Hello and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Paul and Barry from the band Gallus. How are we going, guys? I'm not too bad, yeah. Doing all right, mate. Thank you very much for having us. No, it's a pleasure and you guys are just recovering, I believe, from a, a weekend of bingo. Well, Paul wasn't there, but I, I was the bingo caller and um, I think I think we found a new calling because it was surprisingly very, very good. Um, even well, We obviously had to do it for like, fundraising stuff, but I think, I don't know, man, like we were so convinced just to do it the next day just because of how class it was. Um, but I, we're much, I'm, I'm much better at being a bingo caller than I'm being a singer, singer in a band is the lesson I learned from doing it. <laughs> so to, to just give a bit of context to that it's part of the, the fundraising towards going to South by Southwest is that right? Yeah, yeah Correct, yes And I can see from uh, that's the was that the third event of, of four that you've you've been putting on what else have you been doing kind of to gear up and and raise the funds for that because it's, it's obviously a significant project to, to try and get yourselves over there but a massive opportunity when you get there. Ah uh, man, so it's like uh, it was the second thing that we'd done. Um, the first thing that we the first thing we did was a gig at audio, which we just put on ourselves. Uh, had the bleeders and avocado hearts playing it as well. It was a pretty good night and stuff. But obviously, you've got all that uh, the stress of having to put a gig on yourself. But then we did this bingo night, which was also organised by ourselves, mostly Eamon. And yeah, both were, well, wasn't at the bingo, but both seemed to be a pretty good success. And we've got St Luke's next week, of course. So yeah, it's all going pretty well. Yeah, it certainly seems to be going very well for you guys just now. The, the St Luke's gig sold out next Tuesday. It will be a, a huge event for you, given that it was postponed prior to Christmas. And one that I'm sure you're you're ready to go for. Yeah, it should be pretty good. Um, it's been a long time coming with having it. Like obviously, it's going to be a big pre-Christmas gig and stuff, which seems to be the way that a lot of bands do it, like a big hometown show around Christmas. This first like big venue, if you want to call it that. But I look forward to it. it should be should be good. Got big day and she playing it. Uh, big day are unreal so are she uh, obviously we've had to change some plans because we had all these Christmas plans and stuff for it so it's going to be a bit more of a normal gig if you can call it that but still have some some aces up our sleeve yeah, yeah I think you should have just went ahead with the Christmas plans regardless very well said a, a proper Christmas the, the, uh... Mate, it did get discussed to be fair like we have a crit we have a Christmas song and we were like, well, we just fucking still do it in March. <laughs> um, just for a bit of power, but for, fucking keep it a bit more professional. No, that's fair. I, I, I do appreciate that it was considered, though. That's, uh, that would have been uh, quite a special moment. But they, in, in terms of the, the cancellation itself, it was something we kind of talked about before we started here, that there was obviously a lot of disappointment for bands when they... The Omicron variant took its hold and started to cancel events again. After building up the momentum and being on tour last year and getting back to it, was it difficult to then be kind of pulled back in and and halted after building up that momentum? 
Well, the way I see it is like this was this sort of um, let's call it era of being in a band for us is already new. Like the sort of um, went been on many tours before and um, hadn't really like let scoped into like gigging regularly. So we didn't. We already didn't really know. Like I say, gigging regularly, gigging regularly outside of Glasgow. So we didn't really know what to expect anyway. Which might make it a bit better, to be honest. Um, all the sort of ca- like cancellations during it and stuff, but it didn't really make any difference in my mind. It just made it a bit more of a pain, more of a pain in the ass to what I'd, what everyone else saw it as a pain in the ass. Aye, like um, it, it's not something like I don't know. It's some it's been happening for like two years. The band's only been going for five years, so it's almost half the lifespan of the band. We're just constantly having to deal with like sudden cancellations or like that kind of shit, and it's it's one of those things you don't really I don't know. You kind of get used to it, so it is disappointing and stuff. But like it gives you the chance to I don't know. Like like we, we I think we've binned a couple of songs that would have got played at St. Luke's um in the couple of months since we've got a few other tunes that we've been writing. So yeah, I don't know. You kinda just roll with the punches. And if you don't if you can't take that outlook, then you're gonna just be pretty miserable all the time. Is it push on a is it push on a kind of focus on continuing to, to write new tunes and, and get them out there? Because it's it's not the, the case now that, that many bands have had the opportunity to, to road test material. It kind of has been the case that you're releasing it into the ether and and waiting on the response. Whereas previously you would have maybe been able to, to try out a tune and, and see what the, the audience reaction was. It's a, it's a kind of different process now, I would imagine. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh... Aye, mate. I think I, I think naturally, naturally you're like going to like write as a band. You're just going to write tunes and write tunes. If you're going in the right direction, you're going to write better tunes. Anyway, well, hopefully you do. I hope that we do. To be honest, um, haven't really decided on whether we do or not. But it's always going to fucking like die. It's a it's a tough one with the like sort of. Um, environment that we are in terms of like stop starting hopefully we've started and we're not going to stop like in terms of covid and stuff um but like it's generation like it's just with bands as well like tunes just get fucking sort of like, one just started playing don't get played as much but that's probably been put more of it put more at the helm when when you when people were seeing you, you were playing these tunes, and now you're kind of not anymore. I I do think as well though it can be it can go both ways because like there could be a song that you're playing and you get a good crowd reaction, but then so you you think oh that's that's a good song, but you're not it's not actually a good song. It's just like I don't know like kind of fast and people are into it or something. Do you know what I mean? Like. You're not really writing the tunes for yourself so much. You're writing it more because oh, that got a good reaction. So you end up uh, like so. We've ended up just with a bunch uh, of songs in the set. I've just kind of been binned because 
and like taking down offline and stuff because we've realised actually that's not what we want to be doing. Um, so yeah, it's been. I think during uh, this, you, you're writing more for yourself. I know. Ah, you were grown as a band. I think fucking all. Like, I think that's just going to happen anyway, because like, we've you've had this you know you've had this year off of like no live music, but the bands that were like, performing live still like, still were a band. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to kind of evolve and then come back as well. Um. So like. And the tunes that the tunes, some tunes that we had, we thought when we were playing them, thought were great. But now, then you like sort of um, take the time to like, just change as I think it is natural for a band. You've realised right that's not the sort of thing that we do anymore. And something and I like with uh, like when we were playing it because we did seem like it like it was just like a sort of crowd pleaser. But we think we can do better. I think that's I don't think we're the fucking like. But that is just for us. I think that's going to be the same for a lot of bands coming back after this as well. I think you could possibly relate that to to any kind of line of work as well. As you as you advance and you you mature, you kind of you will change directions. You will change the way that you work, and as a result, the, the output will be will be different. But in terms of the the fact that you're playing a sold out show in your home city next week it must be a, a real confidence boost that people are are still listening to the band still enjoying the tunes and as a result buying tickets to, to get along and, and selling out a venue yeah man but like the uh the tickets went on sale like six months ago so i don't know if people have maybe bought them six months ago and if it's gone off us but uh i know it's, it's good it's good it's just you, you need to be you need to be like grateful for just like getting opportunities like that, because uh, eh? don't you don't know anything could happen. The next thing, uh, you know, the the band that folds, so you just need to take it as it comes, just enjoy it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Like, it's going to be a fucking like, great show, I think. Um, and the last time we put last time we played Glasgow, like apart from Sands, but it was a uh, Ting Tots and. I'm pro- I, like that was like that was like very soon after like restrictions getting eased and stuff and I, it was probably one of my favourite gigs of all time like that we've done just because like what we kind of waited for and stuff and fucking um, it was just it was that sort of thing it was it was like a lot of folk that were there were there from the start and it was just kind of a very nice moment and. Just to get that, yeah. just even to, if we even get what like, a fraction of that, this looks like I'd call that a successful show. So uh, it's very exciting and very buzzing for it. Aye, man. But see, see as well. Speaking about that King Touch show, because it was just after restrictions coming, like going away, there was like this rule where venues weren't allowed to have the air conditioning or any fans went on. I don't know, the way like circulation air or something. But it was honestly, I think the sweatiest gig we've ever played. It was, it was just unbelievably uh, warm. I thought I was going to pass out right now. I, I, I feel like I lost a stone during it. Uh, it was sweat and fucking like all my clothes looked stuck to me. <laughs> so you, you kind of look back at some of the the mad rules, and and that's possibly one of them that we've kind of been under over the last couple of years. Just like things like 
you couldn't have a pint where unless you were having a substantial meal and things like that and not being able to use the air conditioning seems like one of these kind of absolutely crazy rules that someone with more intelligence than me obviously implemented but uh i can't actually see any sense in to be honest i mean they'll tell you they've got more intelligence but oh mate they were daft they were daft weren't they I mind going. I mind going for pints with uh, well pals and that. And you'd only have like an hour and a half in the pub, um, and then like due, halfway through that hour and a half in the pub, we're trying to book somewhere else to go for an hour and a half, and you're just like, like fair dues that you can't be in pubs for that amount of time. But like, surely it's better for like a spread of something if we were just in the one place. We only got these weeks. Uh, 100%. You just kind of. It was less, well... Ridiculous. Just over a year from now, when we were back out of the third lockdown or whatever it was, and you're sitting in the pissing rain, and <laughs> just because the pub's finally reopened, and getting shifted about, and, oh, it was just... What a time uh, we live in. But, there was a, a point last year as well, I think it was like last April, May, and they had the uh, different rules in different places. So we were all sitting uh, down in Partick in Glasgow and we were genuinely contemplating getting our bus out to Clydebank because in Glasgow you weren't allowed to go inside the pub and have a drink. But like two miles down the road, it was totally fine to do that. It's just like, what the fuck? It's pure nonsense. Uh, absolute madness. Uh, there's a generic question I tend to ask at the start of the podcast, but because... I forgot. I didn't ask it. <laughs> For those that haven't heard, Gallus, how would you describe your sound? And can you give us a wee bit of background as to how you got together as a band? Um, well, you can get you can you can answer how we got together as a band. Then I'll do the sound. Right, yeah. So, um, me and Eamon, guitar player. I play drums. Um, we're cousins, and we used to always since we we're like. I don't know, 13, 14, would uh, like get together and play like fucking Blink Connect to Green Day covers, that kind of thing. And then we started, uh, as we got older, we would, there was a couple other people we'd play with and stuff, but it was always just in our rehearsal room. And half the time we'd just be like getting pissed and playing it. And then we kind of we decided to, that we wanted to like properly do it. But Eamon didn't want to sing, <laughs> so Barry just volunteered himself and just said, I'll do it then, because uh, he was an actor and wanted attention, basically. <laughs> and then he brought in Juris, the bass player. And, uh, yeah, and then we've just been playing since, like, 2017 or something, and just started, first gig was in King Tut's. Done a bunch of gigs in like small venues like Broadcast and Priory, and uh, yeah, just very gradually built up to just now. But I, as I let you answer that one, um, our sound as uh, as any band that would uh, be going for five years has obviously changed, but um, we've went from pretty sure someone there uh, was us to Joy Division when we started, which I don't really agree with, but um, I think that I think now 
we sort of found out. I think lockdown probably helped us sort of find this sort of uh, niche that we've got. I feel like there's a kind of two sides to it. The point is there's this side that is kind of like fast, post-punk, uh, spoken stuff, and then like we've got our latest single, which is Fruit Flies, which is almost like a pure nostalgic fucking tune to like 90s grunge. And I think that's sort of the two main sounds that we uh, go with at the moment and probably going to go with for a while because we're fucking pretty fucking good at it, if you ask me. Um, so I, that's where we're at at the moment. And bringing it right up, today you're, the gig at St Luke's is, is next week. Then South by Southwest follows shortly after that. How did, how did you learn about... How did you learn the news that you were playing the festival first and foremost? That must have been a a real thrill and the, the opportunity to play across the pond is is one that not many bands get. You must be so buzzing about that. Uh, Very buzzing about it, mate. It was quite long, to be honest. Um, I like it was quite. Uh, it was quite long because um, we'd been told that oh, this might happen. By the way. And we couldn't really prepare for it because for ages we just thought it would might happen. And maybe we maybe get told about it a bit like sort of later on. And then when we get told it, it was like fucking hell, do you know what I mean? But um very grateful, do you know what I mean? It seems like one of those like sort of once in a lifetime things. Honestly, if this if this could be the peak of the band, like I'm pretty sound with that. Hopefully it's no, but I'm happy if it is. I know, I'd I'd agree with what Baz said, but it was a pure like prolonged process of like, oh, this might happen. That's the same way like anything you get like playing a band, you always hear like, oh, this might happen. So whenever it actually trickles through, it's not like it's not like a pure shock. The only time that we had that was whenever uh, we got the transmit offer because it was pure just unexpected. But uh, I know it's always just a prolonged process. But whenever it's actually confirmed, you're like pure buzzing, obviously. It must be nice as well to see the likes of Amims and, and Paliamo heading over as well. So, uh, there'll be a, a fair Scottish contingent going over and representing. Yeah, well, um, I quite, I, so it, it does feel it's sort of a uh, kind of what I um, big up the Scots, and obviously, we'll, like, I think we'll try and um, link up, play as many folk as we possibly can. Um, uh, it's just it's just buzzing. It's good for British music as well. It's fucking there's hundreds of good English acts and Irish and Northern Irish acts going over as well. Fucking it's a pretty solid, pretty solid um, showcase, especially in our uh, like the one of the stages we're playing, like the British Music Embassy. You've got fucking you've got that like, dynamite acts acts going there. Like buzzing, I'm buzzing to see probably about seventy percent of them. To be honest with you. Ah, yeah, I just saw the lineup for a day. It's gorgeous. It's uh, like uh, you think of the other acts playing. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm more bewildered that we're on it. To be honest, well, that's the main big thing. I don't uh, like, no disrespect to any of, the, uh, any of the acts on it. They're all class, but I'm just like, I can't believe we're on this rather than look at who we're playing with. If you know what I mean. No, that makes perfect sense. I think that the reason that you're on it though is. It's, it's quite clear. <laughs> so people have been, I've taken to you, and you've had these opportunities before. Paul, you just mentioned the playing Transmit last summer on the Riverside stage. Again, possibly it was a festival that you'd have attended 
as a punter and then to, to get the opportunity to play it. You mentioned that came right out the blue. What was the what was the background behind that? How did it kind of develop that opportunity? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know how it developed. We just got the like an email offer from uh, Jeff Ellis with a just I don't know. It just it came through pure randomly on like a Wednesday or Thursday or something. But uh, it was Eamon's birthday actually, so I think he was it was like some birthday present from. But um, it was totally spontaneous. But I think it's just I think that's just kind of how it goes. Like especially with uh, transmit and routine the park as well. Like everyone, like in Scotland, that's kind of like the you know the pinnacle, I guess of. You want to, if you're in a band, you want to say that you've played it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, right, team the park, if you can't play Team in the Park, then Transmit's as good as what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, it's exactly, a kind of like, uh, a bucket list type thing, isn't it? Uh, if I can just, I don't know, I remember, um, like, the last year at Transmit, it happened, 2019, I, um, when we all went, and it was the day that uh, Crystal, who are now dead phony and the Dunce, are playing and fucking like I remember the lad it wouldn't have I couldn't have imagined us playing it at that point but seeing them what play I remember thinking this is fucking massive you know what I mean and then just like then we are being on it like it was that is is great like and uh, like the boys in the the Dunce and Dead Ponies reaction were probably similar to to ours you know what I mean fucking like it's it's a thing a Scottish band fucking dreams of. And it's 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 nice to see the, the reaction that from following social media the, the reaction that you got when you announced that you were playing as well that there's there's not a kind of element of jealousy or it certainly doesn't ever seem like there is uh in the Scottish music scene just now it is people genuinely delighted for, for people that they regard as friends and people that they respect as as musicians as well. Um, yeah, I think we're really lucky to be honest. Um, like, um, like when you're kind of we've heard, I've heard, we've heard horror stories of how it was about like fucking ten years ago or something. But this time round, like, I, I think you can sort of like thank places like the Priory to be honest, um, where it's more of a community of bands, and that creating with like, friendships. Like we were fucking we were like playing club Sabbaths and stuff and getting to know like, like people like the Dunch Voodoo's Pleasure Heads and like Dead Pony and just created a like fucking I created a friendship and stuff and then playing gigs with each other like this it I ended up being with fucking like flatmates with Blair with Blair for Dead Pony from just genuinely fucking playing gigs with them. It was never a sort of like it was never a never a competitiveness of it. It was just like fucking Right, we're out here doing our, doing our own thing. We're fucking like hype each other up, and we'd like help each other out when they, when these other gigs are happening as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like Paul was um, fucking drum taking for Dead Pony for a few gigs, and fucking like we'd always just like support, and it would like go both ways and stuff. It would in other ways. So uh, it's it's always been supportive from through like, a few bands, especially the bands that came up that sort of like drinking in the pride of. And we can only, I can only say that from like experience. I'm sure there are, there are other ways that bands are making pals, but that's the sort of way that we are making. It's also a kind of like, uh, I don't think any of us are particularly arrogant. Where like, I think 
I don't know. Like it's like anything. Like if you're in a football team, obviously there's going to be like healthy competition for places, but you're still going to be pals with the people because they're all kind of like like-minded people. So it's like there's no point in being being a uh, dick to one another. They're just like yeah. I'm going to get you know. So everyone uh, just becomes pals yeah, naturally. Exactly. I think yeah, it was like well, clubs have it. Fucking everyone just kind of sort of went to it, and there was that and they sort of like died simply. So when Glasgow music, when the Glasgow music scene got a bit of traction. Um, it was um, like they weren't. No one was going to specifically like a gala show, a dead pony show, a players' head show, or a done show. Like they were going to all of them. So there wasn't any. Uh, there wasn't any fucking like, and there were bands. Like, I keep on saying the dunce, but they, they were like gathering a lot more traction. And but they were giving support support slots to us and stuff, and would like give us a bigger crowd to play to and stuff and all that like. Again, it was oh, again. There's no arrogance involved. Uh, everyone was kind of in it for each other, even though if someone was like, sort of like doing gigs to a lot more people or not, everyone was there to fucking like, support and help. It was a great time to be in a band. Yeah, and that will, of course, lead to to opportunities down the line. If you're if you're working together as as friends first and foremost, you you do naturally look out for your mates and. If you've got a, an opportunity and you can give them an opportunity, you're going to do that, aren't you? Exactly. Just a final one on on last year, and then we'll, we'll start kind of looking forward. But the the tour at the end of, of the year was that one of your first experiences of, of playing a couple of dates outside of Scotland and kind of getting used to, to life in the road in terms of like a David Brent type analogy there. Um, well, in September there, I think it was like the end of September, we had like a run of three English dates. And that was pretty good. Um, there was a few hairy moments, which I probably shouldn't go into, but uh, no, that, that was pretty good. But then, especially because that was like, like COVID was, the restrictions were just getting dropped. So everyone was like pure, pretty up for it. But then uh, that tour in December with having like the Omicron hanging over you, and you're like, like there was days whenever we'd be tur- like, we'd wake up to like find out the gig that night was getting cancelled because uh, I don't know somebody got COVID, uh, and then there was ones where it was like we even had, we had a gig where the promoter didn't even show up. Um, still played the gig though because like it was a pure shit show, but we had pals down there. It was, uh, I won't say where it was. Um, to be polite. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> shit. Fuck. Fuck. I thought you I thought you were just like couldn't remember what it was there. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I just saw me under the bus there. But um no, we had a couple of pals in there, so we ended up just playing it and there was like uh, a few people just randomly showed up and that um and everyone seemed into it. But yeah, it was a very um it was a very stop start to her, but it was just the way of things at the time and you kind of have to just take it as it comes because otherwise it'll get you down too much and you've got the opportunity when and surely now uh, especially given the news today that you've got three dates in in England uh, come late May that'll be another opportunity to to kind of test the waters down south I definitely mate uh, those were meant to be a uh... Those were going to be next week, actually, <laughs> because uh, they're just ones that got pushed down the line because they got Omicron and stuff. Because we all thought, 
I don't know. <laughs> that was that was like the week that Aye. was like your worst case scenario. But now it's going to be. Now we're playing fucking St. Luke's then. But I don't know. It's probably a good thing to just have them in May. Uh, have it like. I don't know. It's much more enjoyable whenever you're out and about in the sun rather than the weather that we've had the last few weeks with fucking wind and snow and all that. And we're playing London, Bristol and Manchester. Bristol and Manchester, we played them in December and London got cancelled in December too. But Bristol and Manchester were two particularly like good cities. We had a bit of a crowd there as well. So like just doesn't he get back in them both obviously great cities in London um, we played a sort of uh, show for the great escape when we were in that for, in the first 50 and that was a great show so we know that they are like the, the fucking they're always good cities to play in so obviously we're fucking looking forward to them and nice being going to be in those cities again you know what I mean it feels like it's a time for the band where the, there's just so much happening. The, the big headline show next week. You then have got Texas. Then it moves into to those English dates. What else have you got, or what else are you hoping for uh, for the remainder of twenty twenty two? Oh nice, mate, to be honest. <laughs> I fucking just get, just, I just fucking getting paid for that art and get on fucking. Mate, very busy. Um, there's other things that are going to happen. We'll get announced soon. Um, wish we, wish I, wish we could tell you, but we're not gone. Eh? Um, That's fucking, fair. It tells me anything. Uh, mate, I would like. I would tell you if we didn't. We would tell you if we didn't get fucking our ass handed this day. You know what I mean? That's just all I'll give you a clue though. It's uh, it rhymes with um, hydro. Nah, kidding on. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that was amazing. I nah. thought he was going to fucking like spill beans in. Nah, I mean, it's going to be really busy. There's um, more stuff to get announced. Um, we've, what's not been talked about, we've got, that, we've got the great escape in Brighton. And again, what fucking, that's, going to, that's got an actual like good load of fucking Scottish folk going it. I know, pretty sure Dead Ponies going, Fuller are going. Um, well, Disco, who are also going to South by Southwest as well. Um, that's going to be really fun. And I just, there might be some stuff that we're doing, like sort of uh, preparing for it now that we'll get announced. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah. Class. At this point in the podcast, what I've said to ask the guest is for two or three Scottish artists or bands that you very much enjoy listening to that the listeners may or may not have heard. Uh, Putting you on the spot a wee bit, but have you got a couple there? Um, this um, is more. Uh, this is more to prepare yourselves for. But uh, the big day, who are fucking like unreal. I'm saying it right now. They're going to fucking suck passes when they when they uh, release more tunes. They're fucking like unreal. It's like more throwback than us. Um, they're very good. They. Uh, Ryan, who fronts them, and the drummer as well, used to be in the band Fabric Bear. Um, unreal songwriters, they're amazing. I would also, um, I think Doss is fucking amazing. Um, he's really fucking, he's like, uh, 
sort of it's sort of what a slow tie thing that he's going for now and it's that uh, it's just very fucking fresh and cool. And um there's also there's other people I could go fucking I could go for ages. I like a lots to talk about fucking what well, obviously dead pony voodoo's uh, fucking Walt Disco. I'm quite pleasant to see uh, Rianne Downey at South Bay. Uh, I think she's going to be cutting a bit of business now. Um, she's like sort of uh, Scott, like a sort of Scottish like fucking indie folk singer, and I've seen her live before, and she's sort of like her songs are just really nice, you know. When you fucking just listen to her song and thinking that's nice, like um, I made so many, but fucking those are the few that I can think of at the top of my head. And just finally, first of all, I'd like to, to thank you for your time tonight. Uh, I appreciate it. it's a it's a very busy time, but it's been a really enjoyable conversation. I want to wish you, wish you all the best for everything that's that's coming up. Um, I'm sure you're going to go out and smash it. Cheers, thank mate. you very yeah. much, mate. Wish you all the best in the podcast. Know that. And just before you go, an opportunity to channel your inner Dell boy. Have you got anything else that that's coming up? Any future events that you're looking to? Or get these last pennies in for for South by Southwest. Uh, the floor is yours to to sell what you've got to sell. Uh, right, see, see if we could like, sort out our own PAs and that. If we would play a gaff for five hundred pounds. Aye, yeah, that was that was one idea that we had. Like, aye, wherever. Obviously, if it's going to cost us five hundred quid to get there, then you're talking a grand. But ah, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and see if you're cheap. Like just I don't know normal normal things fucking buy merch uh, and shit like I'll, oops, it goes I'll a long way. Jump up, I'll jump up to a guy for a karaoke machine and just fucking do that for a straight hour for about for what fifty pound. <laughs> but also at merch and but also I'm you know the usual stuff we're going to bring out more merch we'll have merch for some looks as well. Um, and I obviously COVID and all that. So if someone's selling this and looks ticket, trying like because obviously it's sold it, um, getting about that. And I just fucking. But just if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah. But it would be nice if you did. One other thing as well would be like buying tickets in advance instead of like kind of holding off on buying tickets. Do you know like that way where you're like, oh, I might, I'll get a ticket, I'll get a ticket, but you keep putting it off. But that, that just gives us loads of uncertainty. Yeah, so stop Guys, thank you very much again for your time tonight. No worries, mate. Cheers. Thank Thanks you very much, mate. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in a week's time. Until then, thank you. Goodbye.
got a head. 